This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. Are you ready to finally solve those pesky issues that keep holding back your business success and never seem to go away? Embrace the power of the spring formula that unearths the issues and opportunities burrowed beneath the surface and grow your business so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Claim your copy today at www.thegroundhogbook.com. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homie. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Right now, we are speaking with Paul Bryant, transformational life coach and creator of The Awesome Journey. So just to tell you a little bit about Paul, he works with emotionally exhausted gay professionals to find freedom from the emotional pain of trauma, turning limitation into limitless potential and creating unstoppable power and purpose. Among his modalities, he used the combination of Jungian archetypes, shadow work, inner child healing, breath energy work, and shamanic journeying. Paul, welcome aboard. It's so great to speak with you today. Thank you ever so much for having me. It's a real pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So the first question we'd like to ask is, and I know we already touched on it a little bit, but I'd like you to expand upon it a bit. How does the work you do make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and society at large? Well, really, for lots of gay men, they undergo a really traumatic experience when they go through that self-acceptance journey and that journey of coming out. What happens is is that they end up creating a false identity, an inauthentic self, to hide themselves from the fear of rejection and humiliation. So what it really do is help them overcome that, help them embrace their own authenticity and really step into every single moment of their life living as their most ultimate sense of self and self-empowerment and really having that full sense of self-worth and self-love. Wow. So uh, also, if you could just tell us a little bit more about, in your own words, what it is you actually do. Sure, absolutely. So obviously, as you said, I use a, I use a range of modalities. Yep. But really, what, what I have is I have three programs that I run. So really, the one that I work with the most is my inner healing journey. And what I do is I take my clients into a journey deep into their own in, unconscious, where they get to meet their own inner child. And where there are lots of different people that use inner child healing, but mine is quite unique in that I use Jungian archetypes. So what they do is they get to embrace their own inner child and to show them love and acceptance and forgiveness and actually hold them in a space that really heals that inner trauma. And then from that, I take them through a process of inner transformation. So many ancient cultures use the process, a rite of passage to take a child from childhood to adulthood 
But in our modernistic world, we've lost much of that symbolic language, much of that symbolic work. So what happens is that many of us go for us go through traumas, go through experiences, not really having that. This was the point when you're a child. Hey, now you're going to have this experience. Now you're going to become an adult. So what happens is that people live in a in a real traumatic inner child state often not being able to manage or process their emotions. So again, I do that work. And then using Jungian archetypes, I actually imprint and activate those energies within them. I'll give you one very quick example. The king energy that I work with really is about organizing our thoughts, taking us from disorder to order, and giving us the ability to lead ourselves within our lives. Because obviously, as the king is always the wisest of the land, everyone comes to the king for their, yeah. for their guidance. So really, it's about how we lead our own kingdom, which is our body in our lives. So that's, in a sense, what I do with that. I also have a mindset mastery program, a 12-month soul mastery program. And I do some one-to-one shamanic uh, teaching and some group work, shamanic work with my clients. Yeah. I not sure what I do. Oh, great, great. You know, uh, you know, I've read so many studies that show that the impact of those little things that happened to us in our childhood uh, can really multiply upon us in ways where there's now a whole body of work that shows that many folks out there today who are adults are actually suffering from a form of PTSD that's simply brought on by their childhood. Now, I don't have a personal frame of reference since I'm heterosexual myself, of understanding what it's like for a a boy coming up who recognizes that he's gay. So I can only see how that can compound everything, which is one of the reasons I wanted to have you here, because that's something I think we need to shed more light on so that we can understand that it's, you know, any of the cliches that folks that tend to apply to this really don't apply because there's so much deeper work that needs to be done. Absolutely. That's, that's yeah. a, an absolutely perfect way to put it. Totally yeah. agree. And I think, I think in many ways, some of the trauma really is, it's about that self, it's about rejection from others. If you imagine yeah. that how mainstream culture and society really, it, it has it has a version, it has an idea of what we should be. And if we don't fit into that standard, people can feel rejected. But what's worse is how that, that rejection is compounded inwardly and becomes self-rejection, rejection of our own inner love, our own inner compassion and our own inner forgiveness, which is really what my work is about. What happens is people walk around with a victim mentality. So I take mm-hmm. people out of that. I go, right, this is you and the victim. We're, we're coming out of that. We're going to go into the victor mindset and mentality. And that that's key. I love that. I that's, love that. So uh, in, your, in your experience, Paul, what are a few of the most common frequently asked questions you get from folks who are going through their process of making a decision to work with you? So what, one question I get asked a lot, and it makes me chuckle. What is a life coach and what do they do? Because obviously <laughs> people kind of have this idea that, that of what a life coach is. They think it's therapy or they think it's they think that I'm kind of Anthony Robbins. I'd love to be Anthony Robbins. I'm not <laughs> quite there yet. Uh, and of course, I get asked, uh, you know, what's the price? And the other one as well is, you know, what can you help me with? What can you do for me? How can you how can you serve me? What are a few questions you wish people would ask? Um, <laughs> I guess the main one really is 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 how can I make a positive impact? How can I make a positive change in their life? Um, and I really wish more people would ask, like, 
why did I become a life coach? Because I think the why is the one of the key important factors. You can have the how. They're an amazing how. But if you don't know the why, if you can't step into the heart center of why you do what you do and people can't, you can't communicate or people don't know, then they don't really get this whole journey that comes with that. Um, and I suppose one final question that I'd really wish people would ask. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, is, is how is my service different? What is, how is what I offer different from other modalities out there, therapy or other coaches? What do I do that's different? Yeah, yeah, seriously. Now, here's the part where we're about halfway through, so we're going to switch over. We're going to have a little bit of fun, and we're going to get to know Paul Bryant in a different way. So the sure. first thing we want to know is what is something that people who know you would be surprised to learn about you? Um, it's probably one I don't tell very often, but when I was a kid, um, I was, I loved Kung Fu movies. Um, Enter the Dragon was one of my favorite movies and I, I really became obsessed with, with, um, Asian cinema at a young age as well, um, yeah. about six, seven, eight years old. And I really loved the Kira Kurosawa movies, which were a great Japanese director made samurai movies like Yojimbo, Seven Samurai, we would know as like this, uh, the Magnificent Seven was the Western version. Yeah. Um, so I loved samurais. Um, and I actually wanted to become a samurai warrior. And I had this very childhood kind of fantasy of riding horseback across the country, saving damsels yeah. in distress, getting into sword fights. You're very heroic. Until my brother crushed my dreams and said, you know what, Paul, you can't be a samurai. And I was like, well, why is that? And he said, well, you have to be born into Japanese no nobility in order to be a samurai. So feeling rather crushed, I thought, that's cool. I'm going to be a samurai in a movie. So I actually decided I wanted to become an actor. Uh, yeah. like he, uh, I wanted to be a martial arts actor. I wanted to be the British version of like Bruce Lee. Nice. Uh, I don't tell people very often. But yeah, nice. <laughs> That's interesting. What do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? Um, I really love, I hope that they say that I'm an inspiration, that I inspire them to be kindness, to be changed, to be compassion. Um, and I really hope that when they're in the darkest moments of their life, that they remember something that I've said or posted or a video I did and, and feel inspired to step into that place of light and healing. Yeah, that's wonderful. Now, if you could go back in time and change something you've done or something you've experienced, what would it be and why? You know, I, I probably spent a good deal of time thinking about this question. And mm -hmm. I don't think I could change anything. But the one thing I, I wish I could do would be to go back and meet myself as sort of 15. And when I was going through a lot of problems in my life, and I really wish I yeah. could be able to hug him, telling him how much I loved him, how much value he had, how much he did have self-worth. And that one day, how difficult things were, one day he would grow up and he would have so much healing and so much light to offer the world that he actually, you know, that you had worth and value. Yeah. And I think that there are a lot of people around that age today who really need to hear from their future selves. Uh, I, I do, what I do have a frame of reference on is what it feels like to look ahead and see nothing but an abyss because this is, you know, this is the place where you don't seem to fit. You don't seem to belong. And people don't seem to understand and even though intellectually you may know that there is an end date to this where you're going to cross over a rubicon and things have the potential to basically start over or be different 
that it seems so far away. And then we don't recognize later on is the extent to which we do continue to carry the baggage, which in many cases, and I've read the science on this, may not manifest itself until middle age or later. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that's really important there that you touched on is that you could actually find you could take out the word gay, you could take out the you could take out a racial yeah. issue, you could take out any issue, and you can sit with that feeling of isolation, loneliness, yep. of never seeing beyond the abyss. And regardless of whatever caused it, that internalized feeling remains the same. You know, yeah. and on a level, we can actually all really understand and acclimatize ourselves to understand the compassion, the empathy there for, for anyone. Any, teenage years are just they're terrible. Oh, you know? my goodness. Yeah. You know? and, 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 I, and I dealt with that well nigh 30 years ago. I shudder to think what it's like today, which is why we need more of you. Oh, thank you very much. Yes. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, mine was a fair few years ago as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Times have changed. Uh-huh. changed. Yeah. So what famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet? And if you had the opportunity, what question would you have for them? You know, during my 20s, I did a lot of personal development. And I, I got given a book by my mum by Dr. Wayne Dyer. And I found him mm-hmm. such an inspiration. Um and if I could, if I could, obviously he's passed beyond the veil now. He died a few years ago from cancer. Yeah. And if I ever got the chance, if I could, if I could meet him and talk to him, I'd ask him. He he was always he always talked about his childhood with such fondness. And he grew. If you don't know the story, he grew up in an orphanage. He grew up in poverty. You know, during the depression, he didn't have a lot of money. You know, his mom had to give him up because she was broke. But he always talked about it with such fondness and joy and kindness. And I was always so inspired that he went through such traumatic experiences, yet could talk about it with with such reverence, with such reverie. So I would ask him, like, how can you do that? How can you look at what is a dark time? And I'd probably also ask him, how did he really become this journey to become such an amazing inspirational teacher? Because I could kind of bag a little bit of that up and learn from it. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. So what motivates and inspires you to keep going when you're having a tough time? Or facing oh, a challenge. Gosh. Yeah, no, oh gosh. So I've, I've been through some really difficult times in my life. And I, I have an incredible teacher, my, my teacher, my mentor. Uh, she's an amazing woman. Um, and she said to me, uh, probably about 10 years ago, she said, one of the things that she loved about me so much was how inspiring my story was that no matter how bad things ever got, I never, ever gave up. No matter how many times life just hit me to the deck, I got up and I went, you know what? What more can you give me? What more have you got? And I just kept on going. And every time I'm in that place and I think, you know, I could give up or things are a bit tough, I remember that story and the just the look on her face yep. and the, the joy that she had for me as a student that inspires me because I remember that inside me, inside all of us, is such an amazing reservoir of inner strength. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to get up, I'm going to dust myself up, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to keep going. Because you know what? Yes. A journey, not really, is never a destination. It's about putting one foot in front of the other. So as long as you keep walking, you keep going, you keep going. I love it. I love it. Now, finally, and I know you have an invitation for our listeners, which I will share with them. But in general, right now, what is one action you would encourage our listeners to take as soon as they finish streaming this episode? So one thing I'd love your listeners to do is to be inspired to help others. 
to make a difference in the world, to be more loving and be more compassionate, to be more forgiving, to, to really experience the full range of empathy for other human beings and suffering. And one thing is to know that simple acts of kindness have the capacity and ability to transform the landscape. And if we all did that, we could make the world such a better place. Thank you, and I agree. So the invitation for our listeners, if you're watching this on our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com, you're looking at the video version, you'll see the link on your screen right now. Otherwise, look down in the show notes, and you'll see it. I'm going to read it out loud one time for the folks who are out jogging. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you can go back and check it again. and then some coaching that's awe and then some coaching dot co dot uk forward slash book hyphen online so www.aw and then some coaching dot co dot uk forward slash book online with a hyphen between the words book and online and this is going to be a nice compendium of the various ways that Paul Bryant can assist you. He mentioned these earlier when we asked him specifically, what does he do? And this is the gateway to begin experiencing this for yourself. So with that, Paul Bryant, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and believe me in education. Thank you ever so much. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast.